Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of K-Axis Wrestling Podcast. Today, I will be discussing Monday Night Raw, the June 18th, 2018 edition from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay, and before I get into that episode of Monday Night Raw, um, I'd like to discuss the viewership numbers for Monday Night Raw. And, you know, this episode drew... A total of 2.9 million viewers. This is up 6% from last week's viewership, which uh, totaled up to 2.7 million. Alright, so... Alright, and the source is from Showbuzz Daily. You know, just to let you know the source. That I'm not just making these numbers up. Alright, so... The opening of Monday Night Raw consisted of a Money in the Bank recap video package. And then uh, Kurt Angle comes out to introduce Alexa Bliss for a presentation, as they called it. Okay, she, um, she brags, toots her own horn a lot, as you would expect from Alexa Bliss. And then Ronda Rousey comes out for a fight, and she gets held back by Kurt Angle. Alright, so Alexa Bliss begins a bunch of trash talk about Ronda Rousey, and then, um, you know, it reached a point where Alexa Bliss had called Ronda Rousey an overhyped rookie, and this pretty much was the breaking point for Ronda Rousey. She blazed through Kurt Angle, and she took down Alexa Bliss like magic. Um, She was doing like some ninja-type maneuvers. And then she started pummeling her, and then, you know, Kurt Angle restrained her, and then she did like a judo throw on Kurt Angle, and then she continued attacking Alexa by, um, she did like a strike, you know, just like punched her in the stomach, and, and they, you know, I thought that was pretty freaking hilarious, by the way. And, um, you know, and this was just before Alexa Bliss had tried to attack her with the briefcase, you know, and Ronda just punched her in the stomach like ninja style. And just like, you know, she picked the briefcase up and she started, you know, just smashing Alexa with it, just, you know, clobbering her with the briefcase. Um, she hit her with it a good four times at least. And, you know, Kurt Angle tried to stop her again and then she hit him with the briefcase and then she just started just hitting him over and over again and just shouting at him and, you know, she went off. You know, referees tried to stop her. She just dropped all of them, you know, like a rock. Um, and then she picked up, she proceeded to pick up Alexa Bliss and powerbomb her through the table that was out there. And, um, and, you know, they had a table in the ring, by the way, you know, just to let that be known. Um, Ronda Rousey, she looked genuinely pissed off, to say the very least. And, um, and then she stormed backstage. So then we moved to a backstage segment, and this consisted of Kurt Angle giving Ronda Rousey a 30-day suspension. All right, so this is a work. It's not a shoot, um, just to let you know. Uh, And then they came back from the break. Ronda Rousey, um, she was telling Renee Young pretty much that she'd be back to kick Alexa Bliss's ass. Um, And I'm pretty sure she will. And I'd really, really like to see that because Alexa Bliss would completely deserve it. Um, Match number two began shortly after that. This was an open challenge from Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title. 
and Dolph Ziggler happened to be the one to answer that challenge. And he came out with Drew McIntyre, a.k.a. Drew Galloway. And in this match, it was what I expected to see from a Rollins versus Ziggler match. Um, there was very good chemistry, very good wrestling, very good moves. Um, the match got better as it went on. Um, it was very, very well done. I enjoyed this match. I really feel like it should have been like a main event caliber match instead of an opening card match. But nonetheless, it was a great way to open the show as a first match. All right, so, you know, then Ziggler began focusing on Seth Rollins' left knee. And then Drew tried to interfere at a certain point. I remember he got up on the apron of the ring. And I think that, I believe Rollins uh, knocked him off the apron or something like that. And um, Ziggler did like a uh, roll-up pin on Rollins while he had his back turned. And then I think Rollins reversed it on him. Um, and then, then I think Ziggler reversed the roll-up on Rollins, pulling the tights to a three-count where a new Intercontinental Champion was crowned. And then after that... Um, Drew and Dolph, you know, they began to clobber Seth Rollins after the match, and they hit him with the zigzag Claymore kick combination. And that was pretty much the end of that part of Raw. So then we had a backstage segment with Renee Young interviewing Dolph Ziggler and Drew. Um, it pretty much, it looks like they are going to be gunning for just more than one title. Which title will they go for next? Will it be tag team? Um, will it be a solo title? Uh, what, what could it be? Um, feel free to chime in on that. I think personally they're going to go for the tag team belts next. And the current Raw tag team champions are um, the leaders of Worlds, a.k.a. Um, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. So then we move along to match number two which consisted of Bobby Roode versus Kurt Hawkins. Now, where did they come up for this? Like, who booked this match? Um, this match had no build-up whatsoever. There was no reason for this match to happen. I honestly think it was another way for WWE to job Bobby Roode because right now he's a jobber, unfortunately. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's the case. He's not getting good matches, and when he does get matches, a lot of the times he's losing. So uh, I really think there's some truth to the information that was going around on the web that Vince McMahon is getting, you know, just he's just kind of gave up on Bobby Roode. And that's very unfortunate because Bobby Roode is one of the more talented wrestlers that they have on the roster. Um, without, you know, without further ado, let's move along here. Um, like I said, really stupid match. I, I really didn't see a point in it. Um, Bobby Roode, he won the match um, in pretty much like a minute or so. Or, or maybe even less than a minute. It was very quick. It was a squash match. So it was like, what was the point in this? All right, so then there was like an in-ring segment after this where uh, Braun Strowman, he had cut a promo on his Money in the Bank victory and cashing in on Brock Lesnar. Um, that apparently is going to be Braun Strowman's goal going forward, which I personally think is really good. But... In order for him to cash in on Lesnar and win successfully, this would have to be um, at a at an un, pretty much at an, unsus, an unsuspecting time. Um, so this pretty much indicates if it goes this way, um, let's say for SummerSlam, 
because that's when everybody's assuming that Lesnar's going to defend the title because they say that his new contract that he signed after WrestleMania is only for one match. So I hope that's the case. But I think this could be leading on to something. I think this is either going to lead to Lesnar versus Rollins for the uh, Universal title or Lesnar versus Lashley for the Universal title. And I believe that's going to be when Braun Strowman decides to cash in. That would be probably the best way to go about that situation. I mean, I think so. I mean, what do you guys think? Tell me what you think about that. But I, I think that would be the best way that they could go about this Braun Strowman cash-in situation. Um, but then, you know, at some point during Braun Strowman's promo, Kevin Owens comes out, and he basically tries to form an alliance with Braun Strowman, you know, just to basically get the first shot at the Universal Championship if Strowman wins. And, which I really hope so, by the way. I really, really hope Strowman takes the belt off of Lesnar. I mean, who else would be suitable for the job? I mean, I mean, there's, there's quite a few. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I really want to see Strowman do it. Either him or Samoa Joe, but Samoa Joe... Uh, he wouldn't be an option at this point in time because now he's a SmackDown superstar. So that's kind of, you know, out of the question. So then um, Owens, you know, he, you know, get to a point where he just, you know, he tries to supposedly make peace with Strowman and, you know, go his own way by shaking hands with him. Strowman, you know, shakes his hand. Owens tries to walk off, but Strowman holds on to his hand. And then he gets Owens up and attempts to get his running power slam finisher on him and then Owens just escapes and that's pretty much the end of that part that segment so then we had a backstage segment which consisted of Sasha Banks and Bailey um, meeting up in the backstage area uh, the locker room area and Bailey you know she proposed um, like, I guess she wanted to make peace with Sasha Banks and be friends again. Um, and then she wanted to team up with Sasha to face the Riot Squad. So they pretty much agree to do that. And then we move along to match number three, which consisted of the leaders of worlds. That would be Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus Heath Slater and Rhino. All right, so this is really like a jobber caliber match. And, you know, the crowd didn't really respond very well to this one. And I can kind of see why. I mean, I'd like to see better for Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. But, you know, apparently WWE just doesn't have any real plans for either one of them besides keep them in a tag team for as long as possible. And I don't know. I don't know what their future is going to look like if you know, they continue to go down this path. But anyway, um, I think this was, yeah, before the match started, it was um, Bo, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel were on the Titantron, like mocking Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. They were all like dressed up like him and stuff and cutting a promo similar to how they would do it. Um, Bo did very well on his Bray Wyatt impersonation. I mean, naturally so. I mean, those two being brothers and whatnot. Um, and then... Uh, Slater and Rhino try to, you know, they, they sneak attacked Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy as they were looking at the Titantron still. And 
then um, pretty much the way this match ended, uh, they hit the kiss of deletion, as they call it now, where it's like a double, like a team up sister Ab Abigail type move. And they hit this, uh, they hit the finish, and then this match was over in about five minutes. This was another quick one, kind of, um, kind of like a squash match. Uh, oh yeah, and Slater took the loss. I believe uh, Matt Hardy hit pinned Heath Slater to get the three count for the win. And then we had a backstage segment of Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin. Um, supposedly, I think Baron Corbin it came in on a cell phone, said he was talking to Stephanie McMahon. And I think he handed the phone off to Kurt Angle. And then um, this pretty much leads to, you know, um, I can't remember who said it. I think maybe Kurt Angle said it, that uh, there, there was going to be a another big announcement. Because they, they had already made one, like, earlier on in the show, but they didn't really get into the details of it. I think they said there, were gonna be, there was going to be, like, a multiple man match or something like that at SummerSlam, or, um, no, not SummerSlam, at Extreme Rules, which will be the next pay-per-view. So, um, then we had match number four. This was Jinder Mahal versus Chad Gable once again, because those two have already had at least two matches, um, in recent months, or maybe even three, but I, I think it's, I think they had two. So, this match, uh, let me see. This match here was um, it was a little kind of high paced. It was also a rather quick match. Um, I believe Gable started off with the upper hand, and before you know it, Gender turned her match around and hit the Coloss, and then got the three count, and the match was over in less than five minutes. So we had another squash match. So Raw was doing quite a bit of, you know, quite a few squash matches that night. So then we had a backstage segment of the Riot Squad tearing up stuff again. Uh, I believe making their way to the ring. And then we move along to match number five, and this consisted of Sasha Banks. Um, where are we at here? Match number five. And Sasha Banks had, um, she pinned Liv Morgan, or hold up, did she win? Hmm. Hold up. Sasha pinned Liv Morgan, if I can remember correctly, is that what happened? Um... I believe like Logan, Logan, um, Sarah Logan had done something. She, uh, I cannot remember, uh, from the outside of the ring, um, Logan hit, I think she hit Sasha Banks, something like that. Who cares? So, um, then we had a backstage segment where Baron Corbin Kurt Angle were having a brief discussion. Then we had Sasha Banks getting ready to leave the arena. Um, 
something that went wrong during that tag match. I just can't remember what it was. I do remember that I think Sasha had shoved Bailey down to the mat at the end of it because something went wrong. Um, I just cannot remember what it was. Uh, th- then, like I said, we were on this backstage segment where Sasha was walking pretty much on her way out of the building. And uh, Bailey just started following her and, you know, um, Bailey started following Sasha and she pretty much breaks it down to, you know, she's not done, you know, with her conversation with her or whatever. And then uh, Sasha resisted her and then Bailey attacked her. Um, Seemed more like a heel move from Bailey, which is kind of strange. Um... And then we move along to an in-ring segment. This was an announcement about Brock's, Brock Lesnar's next title defense, which is very few and far in between, if any, in most occasions. Uh, all right, so then uh, Reigns interrupted Kurt Angle, because Kurt Angle was the one making the announcement. Um, then Lashley interrupted at some point after Reigns started talking. And then... We get along to, um, you know, they're pretty much they're gonna they're gonna make a match uh, where, uh, like I said, multiple wrestlers will be having a match to determine who will be the number one contender for Lesnar, I guess. At um, they'll be doing this match at Extreme Rules, I'm sure, and then whoever wins that will go on to SummerSlam to face Lesnar for the Universal Title pretty sure that's how it's going to go alright so then somewhere along that promo segment uh, Dash and Dawson of all people interrupted and they came up and they said they wanted a tag team match and Kurt Angle makes it possible so that's what gets us into match number 6 this was Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns versus Dash and Dawson alright so Lashley and Reigns dominated the match Um, Lashley you know, the match ended this way. Lashley tagged in, you know, as Reigns was gearing up to do his Superman punch or his spear. Um, you know, Lashley tagged himself in from the apron, got in the ring, did his spear on a Dash, I believe it was, and hit the three count. And that's how that match ended. So, I mean, because I'm not going to cover the entire match. That, that would just be crazy. I mean, I'm not a commentator for crying out loud. I cover, like, the standout moments of the match, just to let you know. I mean, so you won't be wondering why. Like, why does he only talk about certain points of a match? Well, that's what I do. I talk about the standout moments of the match or the highlights of the match and how the match went in some instances and how the match ended. You know, just to lay that out there to simplify that to let you know. So, then we had a backstage segment after that match. Kurt Angle and uh, Baron Corbin again. Uh, And this time they were approached by Finn Balor and Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. And this is how we end up with another tag team matchup for later on in the show. So, then we had match number seven. This was No Way Jose versus Mojo Rawley. Mojo Raleigh dominated the match early on. Jose had made a comeback at some point in the match. Mojo Raleigh had came back to score the finisher and the three count. 
Then we had another backstage segment. Then we, and this one consisted of Bailey confronting Sasha Banks again. And this time Sasha Banks got into a car and she pulled off. Bailey throws like something at the car as it, she's pulling off. So who knows where that's headed. We're probably headed towards another Sasha Banks versus Bailey feud. Um, do we want to see that again? I don't know at this point in time. I've seen it so many times. I actually saw it live last year when I went to the wrestling uh, live wrestling events. I went to Monday Night Raw and I went um, yeah I went to I went to Raw twice in 2017. So I've I've seen that match at least twice live. Um, I'm sure it, yeah it's happened more than twice though. Just to let that be known. But pretty much after that segment, we had an in-ring segment, and this was Elias Sampson, you know, doing his normal thing, playing songs and interacting with the crowd. After that, we had a backstage segment, Renee Young interviewing Seth Rollins, and he basically, it breaks down to Seth, Seth Rollins invoking his rematch clause for next week which will be in San Diego, California for Monday Night Raw. And, all right, another thing I wanted to say, um, this was about Seth Rollins. Um, Hold up, it came back to me, and then then I forgot it again. All right, maybe it'll come back to me at another time. All right, so then we move along to match number eight, which is the main event. The main event consisted of Finn Balor and Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin and Kevin Owens. Strange tag team. Wasn't a bad match. Wasn't a great match either. It was somewhere in between. I mean, I'm going to say that a lot about a lot of different matches because that's how many of WWE's matches are most of the time. So, it wasn't great. Um, Strowman had, um, it, you know, the match got to a point where Strowman had, like, rammed Owens through the timekeepers area, through the little barricade section of the timekeepers area, and they were out of the match for quite a while. So it broke down to Balor and Corbin, and eventually uh, Corbin had nailed the end of days and pinned Finn Balor for the three count, and that was the end of the match, end of the show. Um, I thought it was good that. Corbin beat Balor because out of those two I'd have to choose Corbin uh, he, he does more moves he looks more impressive um, he's, a, he's a little better on the microphone um, not by a large margin but he's, he's better than Balor on the microphone he's better than Balor in the ring at least in my opinion I know a lot of other people will strongly disagree with that and that's fine that's your right but if you come to my comment sections be respectful about it because I will not tolerate trolling and threats and all this other craziness that people tend to do in online forums and discussion boards. So, um, anyway, that's the end of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. If you like what I'm doing, feel free to comment, rate, subscribe, share, and donate. Um, like I said before in previous episodes, my most frequented social media platforms will be Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on both of those locations. You can also find me at iTunes at K-Axis Wrestling Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, K-Axis Wrestling Podcast. You can find me on 
Pinterest. You can find me, you can find all of my episodes on Anchor FM at anchor.fm slash kaxiswp. You can subscribe to the show by going to Twitter and going into my photo section. You can scan the QR code with your smartphone and that will take you directly to my subscriber page and then you can just put in your details and subscribe. I made it very simple for you. I made it so you only have to put in your email address and hit subscribe. That's all you have to do. It's very short, very sweet. Gets right to the point. And if you do this by the PC method or maybe by the Mac, you probably use a Mac or PC or maybe even Linux. Um, if you do that, you may have to disable your ad block or your script block or your um, ghostery or any other extensions that block trackers. Um, this is a completely safe link. You don't have anything to worry about. These are all from trusted sources and trusted platforms. Um, if you want to subscribe the alternate way. You can do that by going to the Facebook page at K-Axis Wrestling Podcast and you could just simply go to the left side of the page and look down at the bottom of the menu list on the left side of the profile page and you just click on subscribe and it'll take you right to that page and you could just subscribe like that. Um, do it uh, whatever is the most convenient for you. Do it that way. Um, I'm wrapping up for this episode. Um, before I do that, I also want to rate this episode of Monday Night Raw. What did I think about this episode of Monday Night Raw? I thought on a scale of one, th- one through five, one being the worst, five being the best, I believe that the show was a... I can't say the show was great. There was a lot of squash matches and a whole lot of backstage segments. A whole lot of Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle. Um, the best part of the show, I felt, was the Ronda Rousey segment. She was actually the standout of everybody else. Her and, um, hold up, hold up. I don't want to forget anybody. Her and, uh, Seth Rollins and the Dolph, the Seth Rollins-Dolph Ziggler match. That was good as well. Um, tag match at the end was okay. Uh, the tag match and match number six, that was, eh, you know. So... All in all, this episode of Monday Night Raw, I'm giving it a 2 out of 5 for the effort. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the absolute worst, 10 being the absolute best, I would give it a solid 5 for the effort. It was about half of the effort that I would, ex- you know, well, I can't expect a 10, but I'd, I'd say it, it, it reaches half of the scale for me. Um, anyway, this is the end of this episode. I want to wrap this one up. Um... I am your host, K-Axis, signing off for K-Axis Wrestling Podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode that will be the SmackDown edition. So until then, you guys stay safe, stay strong, stay out of trouble, don't do anything I wouldn't do, and you guys have a good one.